The heart God exalts. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and Happy New Year. Um, Today is January 1st, and we are moving into a new year full of new opportunities, uh, new perspective, new hopes, new dreams, and we will pray in advance of this new year that we will see God's hand at work, and we will trust His work, and trust His leadership, and trust His plan uh, on the cusp of this new year. And so, uh, Happy New Year, uh, all my friends. Thank you so much for your uh, persistent and consistent uh, desire to study the Word of God. Uh, I believe that is a pursuit that won't fail you and that God will honor. Today we're moving on in Luke chapter 18. We're going to be in verses 9 through 14, and we encounter another parable of Jesus. And this one really moves my heart. Um, You have the picture of two kinds of people here. One, a prideful religious guy who loves being the center of attention, and then a humble, broken man who realizes his sinful state uh, and humbly approaches God. And um, the appeal (laughs) of the second man uh, is so much stronger. Uh, The first man is so off-putting. And I think the reality is that pride is naturally off-putting. Prideful people kind of make us crazy. Uh, They seem to have it all figured out. No one is better than them. Uh, No one has uh, answers that can challenge their answers, and um, they're just kind of tough people to be around. Uh, But when you're around a truly humble person uh, that doesn't um, talk themselves up and doesn't um, spend their whole time talking about their accomplishments and the things that they're up to, but they express genuine interest in others, um, that's that's a person that you want to spend time with. That's an enjoyable, enjoyable soul. And so uh, from a spiritual perspective, pride and humility uh, come out in this teaching. And I think there's lots for us to learn as we read and study together today. All right, my friends, before we head into the Word, let's spend some time with the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. And uh, on this first day of the new year, Lord, um, let us... Uh, surrender it to you. Um, Lord, this year is your year. These moments that you have given us are moments that you've ordained for us before one of them came to be, as it says in Psalm 139, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Uh, So Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. You're the God who knows the end from the beginning because you're already there. Uh, And we give you thanks, Lord God, that we can have confidence in the way that you direct our lives, we have we can have confidence in your leadership. We have uh, we can have confidence in your promises because you are an unchanging God, and you are already in the place where our journey is leading. And so, Lord, uh, we trust that you have ordained our days. We trust that you know our end from our beginning. And that gives us confidence to believe uh, that you really do know what you're doing. And we really can trust you. 
with every moment of our lives. And so, Lord, as you uh, send your Spirit to teach us today, open our hearts that we might be receptive uh, soil for your Word and its truths. And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. All right, Luke 18, 9 through 14. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, Luke sets us up from the start as we begin this passage. (laughs) He tells us we're going to encounter a prideful nincompoop who's going to drive us crazy. And uh, he didn't exactly say it that way. (laughs) But he said, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Now, he is setting the stage to understand that there were Pharisees and uh, teachers of the law in the crowd who were proud of their own righteousness and uh, looked down on those others around them as less than and sinners and whatnot. And so Luke sets the stage and then Jesus begins his teaching. He talks about two men doing the same thing, going up to the temple to pray, which was the practice of every devout Jewish person. Uh, The temple was where you went to pray. The temple was where you went to encounter the presence of God. And the Pharisee starts out, and he stands there almost as though he's got a spotlight on himself, and he's praying very loudly, and he's thanking God, not for all the beautiful things that God has done in his life, not for the many ways that God has been faithful to his promises, not for the way in which God has helped him through difficult times, not for the way in which God has Uh, used his word to bring transformation into his life, but he is thanking God that he's not like all of the other sinners around him. (laughs) Now, if that isn't pride, I don't know what is. There is no clearer picture of pride. Now, Jesus is characterizing the behavior of the religious elite in their society, not necessarily uh, uh, talking about a person that, that actually exists because this is a parable, but he's He's giving an example of behavior that he's seen in the temple many times before. And this person is sort of, instead of really praying, they're sort of tooting their own horn. They're in the middle of the temple sort of um, uh, listing off their spiritual accomplishments. This is their spiritual resume and uh, doing so very proudly. And then Jesus talks about another man, a tax collector. We've talked about tax collectors before. In this society, they were small-time representatives of the Roman government, and it was their job to enforce the collection of Roman taxes in the region in which they lived. Now, the way these men got paid was, in addition to the tax, they charged 
uh, collection fee. And uh, instead of that being a consistent, fair collection fee across the board, they would often charge exorbitant fees to the person they were collecting taxes from. And the person's hands were tied. They uh, were required to pay the tax, and the tax collector could add on his uh, cut. And so tax collectors were often hated in this part of uh, the world. Uh, they were hated because they were unfair. They were viewed as cheats and scoundrels. And so this man um, had a job that would have made him um, a scourge to many in that society. And as he enters the temple and as he stands before God to pray, Luke tells us through the words of Jesus that this man would not even look in heaven's direction. He was His head was bowed low. And he approached with such humility and brokenness. He would, he, Jesus says that he beat his breast and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. See, this man knew himself. The first man had no clue about his heart. The first man was out of touch with reality. What he believed about himself was uh, propped up by a persona, not by anything real. But this man knew the truth, the real hard truth about himself. And he approached God and could, couldn't even look up to heaven and prayed a very simple, humble prayer. First, he said, God, have mercy. He was saying, God, look on me and be moved by my brokenness. Have mercy on me. I know who I am. I'm not a perfect, righteous person. I have broken your law. I have sinned. I have done things to people that were unfair and unkind. I have been unfaithful to your commands. God, have mercy on me. And he, would, and he beat his breast. He was passionate about his plea. And he said, I'm a sinner. Lord, have pity. Have mercy. Be moved by my brokenness. And that's a prayer that God is going to answer 100 times out of 100 because that is a prayer that emerges from a heart that's in touch with itself, a heart that understands reality, a heart that isn't afraid to name what the truth is. He knows he's a sinner. He knows he's broken God's law. He know he knows that he's cheated people out of money that didn't belong to him. And he comes before God broken and humble. And he says, Lord, have mercy. My only hope is, is if you turn your merciful hand upon my life. Have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. The other man in his pride refuses to look hard at his heart, refuses to see how his pride is a barrier to the work of God, how his pride keeps him from true righteousness, how his pride um, causes him to see himself through a lens that's completely warped and untrue. There's nothing humble in that man. And God can't work in a heart like that because that pride is a barrier to the working of God. That pride fills his heart in such a way that there's no room for God. And so, my friends, the, the lesson is clear. Who do you identify most with in this passage? Who do you see yourself most as? If you're honest with yourself, are you this prideful character that uh, believes his own self-righteousness, his own press, his own media, his own lies? Or are you like this broken sinner, humbled in the presence of God, realizing that you're nothing without his mercy uh, touching your life? 
Oh, Lord, help us all to see ourselves truly as we are. Help us all to see ourselves through the lens of your eyes, O oh God, that we might pray in humility before you. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. I want God's merciful touch at work in my life. I don't want pride getting in the way of God's will and God's work and God's plan unfolding in my life, and I hope that you don't either. My friends, God bless you today as you consider these words and as you enter a new year. May God lead you and guide you. We'll catch up again tomorrow.